Hey, welcome back to Out of Office. This is the podcast for people who want to go freelance or are already doing it. I am your host, Fiona Thomas, author of the book Out of Office, which you can get everywhere. You know, you know how to buy books. You don't need me to tell you how to buy books. <laughs> um, thanks for joining me again on this um, lovely Wednesday morning or whenever you are listening to this. And I thought that I would do a bit of a different episode this week. Um, I pride myself on making podcast episodes that are really practical and actionable and give you loads of, you know, easy to implement tips for when you're side hustling hustling, or when you're starting to um, become a full-time freelancer. But I just felt like an urge... (laughs) an urge to talk about mental health Um, and I will do some episodes that are practical on how to cope with the mental health kind of stumbling blocks that come um, to you as a freelancer and I write about it a lot in the book about all the guilt and the fear and the anxiety but I really just felt the urge to kind of do a bit of a personal episode and open up to you about how I am coping mentally at the moment um, and how really just want to talk kind of a bit about my mental health journey and how like how that's manifesting itself in 2021 Um, and I wanted to start by talking about how working in customer service um, impacted my mental health because I know that a lot of you listening will be in a customer service job you might be in a call center you might be um doing what i was which was working in a cafe maybe i know that re- like lots of restaurants are closed at the moment but you know coffee shops are still open for takeaway um maybe you've been affected by the fact that you can't work at the moment um maybe you are in an office job that you just don't enjoy I just basically I'm what I'm saying is I know what it's like to be in a job that pays the bills and it's fine but actually mentally it's just slowly but surely eroding away at your sense of self (laughs) because I've been there and I had a conversation with somebody the other day um on their podcast actually and they were like oh we just assumed that you'd been that you'd like studied English at uni and graduated and got a job as a writer and I was like oh no 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 (laughs) my career history is squiggly um I worked in um hospitality so I worked in coffee shops from when I was at school so from like the age of 16 then all through uni I studied I studied music at uni and then I worked in a coffee shop at the weekends and in the evenings and then when I graduated from uni I took a management job in a coffee shop and then I worked in a few different catering outlets basically from graduation until um, I was 26 I had a mental breakdown when I was 26 but then I continued to work in hospitality until I was like 30 so for the first decade of my adult life my career was not in writing it was not a creative job it was working in coffee shops so I was up at the crack of dawn all the time my shifts would start at half six in the morning the coffee shops that I worked in often stayed open till 11 o'clock at night um, it was a lot of doing dishes, wiping tables, making coffees, doing rotas. Totally different to the job 
that I do now and if you had told me back then when I was you know at half 11 at night having to shoo drunk people out of a coffee shop so that I could clean the toilets and um, empty the dishwasher (laughs) if you told me back then look you won't be doing this forever you'll actually end up writing a book writing two books working as a freelance writer working from home doing all this cool stuff I would have been like absolutely not I don't believe it so I just wanted to share that first of all to let you know that don't don't let Instagram fool you like just because I am in a happy job now and I feel kind of settled and creatively fulfilled it wasn't always like that um so if you're feeling like you're stuck in a job that you really hate just now um I promise things will get better the thing about working in uh, that customer facing environment for me was having to put on a um having to put on a smile and and really having to put on an extroverted personality when I am definitely an introvert I didn't really know what an introvert was until I was like I think until I was like maybe like 28 29 it was it was after I'd had my diagnosis of depression and anxiety um and when I when I figured out that I was an introvert which which means that basically you kind of you like alone time and you take energy from being alone and being around other people and in kind of busy situations and busy social situations like that kind of drains my energy and that's that's similar that's what happens with introverts is we're drained by social situations and we we build up our energy again from kind of being alone and doing solo stuff so like reading um, and writing and stuff like that when I figured out that I was an introvert then I kind of it all made sense then why (laughs) working in a customer facing environment was so exhausting for me because for like 12 hours a day I had to do all the stuff that actually made me really tired stuff that made me really tired and made me really um just so drained but back then I didn't know I didn't know that it was a personality clash I just thought that I was rubbish (laughs) I thought it was really bad at customer service um and I was, yeah, I just a chronic people pleaser. And I know a lot of you will resonate, that will resonate with you. That I, when my boss asked me to do something, I said, yes, absolutely. Like, never complained, never questioned, like, upper management's methods. Um, I was kind of taught to be quite harsh with staff, my staff members. And I was like, well, that's what's going to get me praise from the upper management. So that's what I'll do didn't really think about the fact that I was working with real people with real feelings like I was basically passing on the kind of toxic work culture which I'm really like I really regret that um but I just didn't know any better at the time and I think especially as women in the workplace we're very much like told to just get on with it like you're lucky to have a job just you know just smile and get on with it and be pretty and in customer service as well like you know turn up with your hair looking nice turn up with makeup on um, make sure that you're like a little bit flirty with the customer you know none of that stuff is ever 
said explicitly, but it was very much expected. And you, you, when you're working for tips as well, you're like, I'll try and be like extra nice. So I get these tips when actually you're having a horrible day, you know, someone's just phoned in sick, um, the toilet is blocked and you know you're going to have to stick your hand down it to get, <laughs> to get it sorted. You're about to run out of milk. Um, like, they're just, it was just so stressful and pretending to feel okay was very, very hard a lot of the time. Um, so I've totally like, I feel like I've got a real appreciation now from being on the other side of the counter that when I go into, and I love coffee shops, whenever I go into coffee shops, I'm always trying to be like really, really understanding uh, of the people behind the counter, especially when it's busy. Um, And one of the things that I found working in hospitality was... (sighs) It, it was quite a toxic work environment. I don't want to say it's like that for everyone, but just in my experience, like, out of all the places I've worked, you know, like, more than 50% of them were quite toxic. Um, I was very... I wouldn't say I was bullied, but I was very, like, intimidated by some middle management members, especially the male ones. And I think as a woman... um again in a management role I felt like I was kind of made to feel that I was lucky to be there and obviously that affected my mental health like I kind of read that situation as don't express your feelings in work don't express concern don't say that you're not coping like a couple of times I had maybe like expressed to a middle manager that I wasn't feeling good and it was very much brushed off as like well you've just got to kind of get on with it which of course didn't didn't work long term and actually that's a lot of the stuff that I'm working through in therapy now not to go off on a (laughs) big tangent but um I started getting therapy last year and it's been really hard um but I'm also really really grateful that I can afford it now that's one of the great things that has come from Oh, I'm going to burp. <laughs> just had a big glass of lemonade. <laughs> I'm not even going to delete that. I'm going to keep it in. Um, yeah, one of the things that I talk about in the book is how freelancing can give you financial freedom to actually go out and get the things that help your mental health. Um, if you And that that's one of the big motivators for me for like setting my rates and, and being really firm on not bending my rates because I know how much money I need to afford the things that keep me mentally well and one of those things is therapy and it's not cheap you know it's expensive to commit to therapy long time long term um but I'm so 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 glad that I finally started doing that and that's one of the things that keeps coming up is that I've kind of lived in a culture and I'm sure a lot of you are the same where we're told that if we express our emotions then it feels unsafe um it's not only does it feel socially unacceptable but it actually puts us into a, a sense of um fear and anxiety it makes us feel threatened whether that's that somebody you love might reject you or like me in the workplace I felt like I would literally lose my job if I if I um, expressed negative emotions in the workplace I really thought that oh I won't get promoted I won't get a pay rise like 
um, I might even get sacked. So I found it was, I had to stuff it down and not, um, not express it and not say, I need help, I'm not coping. <laughs> um, and sometimes when I did ask for help, like I say, people brushed it off. Um, and even like I found going to, um, sometimes when I went to female members of um, the HR department and stuff, I found like they kind of brushed off how I was feeling about about the kind of passive aggressive male workers. I'd like to think it w- that wouldn't be the case now, but I don't know. Maybe back then we're talking like 2007 time. So yeah, more than a decade ago. So maybe things would be different now. I'd like to think things are a lot different now. Another thing that I really struggled with in catering was um, the repetitiveness of the work. So starting work at the same time every day, you know, we have to have the till open by like eight o'clock. We have to have all the lights on by 8.15. We have to have, well, you can do the till in the dark, could you? (laughs) Obviously, I've been out of... um, out of service for a while so I'm not sure about the order of things but like you know if you got I used to work in a a coffee shop chain so if you got an audit like if your area manager came around they would check that you had everything out at the right time like is your sandwich cabinet full for lunchtime um and then you'd have to like switch the tills over by a certain time of day um you'd have to make sure everybody has a break at a set time of day um and the repetitiveness I found really hard of like putting the muffins out every day then we put the muffins back in the box and we wipe the tables and then we wipe them again and then we sweep the floor every night and then the next morning we put the chairs out like it just felt really repetitive to me and I get bored I think I get bored easily um and that definitely wears you down for me it definitely wore me down and now I'm, I love the fact that freelancing I can have a routine if I want but most of the time I just do what I fancy every single day I've got my to-do list but I do it in an order that works for me and I think um maybe I'm a maybe I'm a bit controlling and that gives me a sense of control but I like it (laughs) um I think working in customer service was just like I say for me a bit boring although I did like the things that I'll try not to be too negative but <laughs> things I liked was that I did make lots of friends um and met some really nice customers like I think again as an introvert I'm not good with big groups but I'm good one-on-one so when I met like f- friends made friends with the staff like and got can, to be close with them one-on-one like that was amazing and it felt really good I definitely missed that um that sense of community that comes from working in a team because obviously as a freelancer I'm working at home on my own I don't have that so I really miss that camaraderie of like yeah we're all in this together and a lot of the time it was like yeah we all hate our job (laughs) but we're all in together so we all help each other out and you know if someone wasn't feeling good we would like you know try and cheer them up and you go on nights out and stuff Um, and I yeah I do really miss that but one of the things that I struggled with was the lack of creativity in in working in customer service like 
like I said, I, I studied music at uni when I was at school. Uh, my three top subjects were English, art and music. So I've always been creative. I used to do, I used to play piano, I used to sing, I used to play guitar. I used to, um, I used to do a drama club. So I used to do drama club every Wednesday night. It wasn't part of the school, it was like a separate thing. Um, and every year we would do a full-on show. Normally a pantomime, we would do a pantomime um, in January every year. I think it was January. Um, and I think I did about four years or so of that. I started in the chorus line. And then, you know, the year after that managed to get like a minor role. And then the year after that I got like a lead role. And then the last year I did it, we did um, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I, me and my friend were the narrators, is that what you call them? The two narrators. So we were basically literally on stage for the whole show and we sang the whole show. So that really built up my confidence. But anyway, <laughs> gone off on a tangent to say that I have always been creative and working in customer service. Um, and there was none of that and I think getting out of that and then into freelance writing has been amazing because now I've got a real creative outlet all day every day like even doing this feels creative to me because I'm making stuff that didn't exist before and I get to decide what I'm going to talk about and how the graphics are going to look and how I'm going to promote it on Instagram and yeah writing Instagram captions to me is like such a great creative outlet as well as writing blog posts you know writing my books even like I love having a day where I just sit and mess about on my website and like make it look different and all that kind of stuff I love creativity but I think what's come out for me a lot um and and what I'm kind of reflecting on recently after a few kind of heavy therapy sessions is that creativity is in like I've kind of thought of creativity over the last few years as being like a mental thing as in I sit down and I write my thoughts and that's that's creativity but I think what I'm realizing um is that creativity is physical too and I'm not necessarily giving myself that physical creative outlet so like I said I used to do the performance stuff um and if you if you follow me on Instagram you'll know on reels like I I get quite into it like I'm I know it's really cringe for like anyone over 21 to be on reels (laughs) because it's definitely like TikTok has made it a young person's thing but I'm not I don't know I don't get embarrassed that easily so um I love you know getting creative on reels and like doing a little bit of a performance um I think that's reminded me that I do really miss the kind of physicality of being on a stage or moving around and singing and playing an instrument um so it's not that's not really like I don't know what I'm trying to say like I feel like this is a bit of a therapy (laughs) session for me as well I think what I'm trying to say is that I would really like to maybe spend or work towards this year introducing some sort of like art physical like art therapy into my life um whether that's dancing or singing like I might like I sing around the house anyway but I I used to get singing lessons so I quite I quite like the idea of maybe like joining a choir or taking up singing lessons or um 
buying another acoustic guitar because I used to be quite good at acoustic guitar. Like I could, like if if we were sitting, like we used to be in uni, if we were all sitting in a room, like I could play a song and sing it. Um, not any song, but I had a repertoire. <laughs> um, I used I could play um Avril Lavigne's Complicated <laughs> and sing it. Um, so I'd quite like to maybe pick up a guitar again and 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 pick that up because I think getting out of your head and into your body is really important and it's something that has I've struggled with over the last year because we've not been able to go out and about um and don't want to go into too much of a tangent at the moment um because let me check what time we're on 20 minutes yeah I could definitely ramble on a bit longer (laughs) um something that I've um that I've struggled with over well since I was 17 basically is back pain and I think every freelancer if you work at a desk you're going to get back pain at some point in your life uh, but I've had back pain since I was 17 I'm 34 now and I've had a few discussions with an osteopath and with my therapist and I've been listening to some podcasts and reading up as well just about the link between um, suppressing your emotions and how that can manifest as physical pain and you know what I've just told you about not feeling safe expressing my emotions um, as an adult is definitely a running theme for me even though I talk a, talk a lot about mental health I think there's a distinction like I can talk about depression and anxiety and how mental illness affects me day to day but actually expressing my emotions in the moment like me to say right now how I feel I'm not very good at that I think people might be quite surprised to hear that <clears throat> I actually struggle with it quite a lot and I'm basically just kind of now having this kind of awakening of oh that (laughs) that you can't you can't suppress your emotions for your entire life and expect to not see the impact of that Uh, and I think chronic back pain is definitely how it's manifested for me so I've been looking into some like interesting shall we say uh, therapies and ways that I can kind of release that suppressed emotion. It's get I know I'm getting really woo-woo. I don't consider myself a woo-woo person, but for some reason this really, really speaks to me. Um and one of the things that you can do is is journaling. So journaling through your your kind of long overdue suppressed emotions. Um and I'm I'm in the middle of reading a book called Burnout. It's called Burnout, The Secret of Unlocking the Stress Cycle. I'm actually listening to it on Audible. Uh, It's really, really good. And they talk a lot about how stress uh, can accumulate literally over the years. And that kind of makes sense to me that I've accumulated all this stress from working, like I say, for over a decade working in this job that was very, I found very stressful, you know, stressful day to day, like the work at hand, but also mentally and emotionally stressful because I just felt like I was suppressing how I was feeling all the time Um, and they talk about how it can accumulate over time so then it takes a long time to correct so I definitely recommend that book like I say I'm only I'd say I'm about a third of the way through and they've already offered some really good tips about um they talk about this stress cycle and how you are um 
if you're in a stressful situation then you feel stress as a result of that and even when the stress goes away so say like um i was in a stressful work situation and then the work day is over so the actual the cause of the stress like maybe like the a busy say there was a really big long queue out the door for coffees and then say the queue finished and you know so the the actual cause of the stress is gone but the stress itself is still there and you they talk about closing the the cycle complete the stress cycle to make sure that you deal with the actual feeling of stress as well Um, and they say like a physical solution is normally quite good so something like you know giving yourself a, a shake or um doing something physical like a, da- a dance or going for a run or something creative like journaling definitely definitely work for me but I, I don't know I just really like the idea of picking up a guitar for some reason that really speaks to me um I guess I guess we're all coming out of 2020 into 2021 if you if you aren't having some sort of like personal identity crisis <laughs> then I salute you (laughs) I feel like everybody has has like become a different person um and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing like I think it's just for me it's really forced me to just stop running away from my problems whether that's physical pain or suppressing my emotions I feel like it's really forced me to not force me but like just giving me the space and the calm to kind of self-reflect and yeah I think I really think I'll come out the other end feeling better um but yeah that's that's the kind of that's the brain dump that I'm giving you this week (laughs) I really hope that it was helpful um like I say I don't think I don't think every piece of content that I make needs to be practical and actionable sometimes it's just nice to listen to someone talk and express what they're going through so it's a little bit of what I've been through and what I'm going through now um I'm sitting here prop with a um cushion propped up to support my dodgy back um probably get a hot water bottle on it later and yeah just just letting you know that if you feel tired if you feel broken if you feel emotionally um not 100 percent, then i'm right there with you Uh, and the freelance life ain't easy but you know what it's fun and it's worth it and if you want to learn more about how you can go freelance and also manage your mental health along the way you can pick up a copy of out of office the link will be in the show notes if this episode has resonated with you, feel free, please, to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast and come and find me on Instagram and send me a little DM if there's anything in this episode that has really resonated with you. And I will talk to you on there. If I don't talk to you there, I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.